Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. We have the first Irish woman in history to ever headline an MMA event, Leah the Curse McCourt. Leah, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great. Right. Uh, right. Very sunny there. Are you on holidays? Yeah. I feel like I'm on holiday, yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where are you based now, Leah, uh, during this situation? Well, just at, at home, just like near Belfast I live, so just like same, same old. <laughs> and I see you're getting in a lot of work at the moment. Uh, you're, you're doing rounds on rounds. Uh, how are you finding training in isolation? Um, do you know, the first like couple of weeks I found it hard to adjust because I like leave the house at seven and I'm not back in till 11 and I've, I literally have every second of the day accounted for doing something. So yeah. taking a step back the first couple of weeks, I found really hard and but I've got into such a good routine now and I'm really, like it's the first time I felt relaxed in so long and there's like no pressure on me and I'm getting, I'm training three times a day and I'm still getting loads of work in. It's just, it's just different. So just, just have to adapt and overcome, I suppose, to all these situations. Yeah. How are you, you finding not traveling all the time back and forth to Dublin as well? Um, do you know, like, it, it's not, I, I have a, I don't mind the actual traveling. It's the amount of time it takes up out of my day. So, like, so two hours there and two hours back is a long time where I could be doing other things. So I'm finding I have a lot more time, which is, you know, time to rest, time to recover, time to just chill out and read. And, and you know, it's nice. It's, it's a nice change. Yeah, well, obviously absolutely. You've, been, you've obviously been on like a whirlwind trajectory in the last year from being on the prelims, the headline, and Bellator Dublin. But um, a lot of people like don't actually know how you started MMA. Can you can you let us know exactly how you got into well, the mixed martial arts? Um, I started doing MMA after I had my daughter Isabella. I always did uh, judo from a child, and even even though I like. I used to love all martial arts, watching all the Olympics, watching all the different... I was always very competitive and I was in every sports club and the captain of every team in, in school. And I was, you know, played chess, like the horse road, I was doing everything. And I always... But the one thing I never got to do was to learn how to box or learn how to do, like, Muay Thai or kickboxing. So after I had Isabelle, I started and then started doing Muay Thai and really loved it. And then I started doing training in an MMA gym as well because I wanted to do more Thai classes. And when the guys kind of heard, this is back in like 2013, 2012, and when the guys had heard of my grappling background and they seen how obsessed I become with anything I do, like like the Muay Thai and learning striking, I they kind of encouraged me to take an MMA fight. And then you went on from IMMAF, European and World Champion, is that correct? Yeah. Unbelievable. So you obviously knew you were a cut above the rest from, from the offset. Do you know, I always, do you know, I never felt, I always felt that I could find a way to win. I always felt I wasn't the most experienced. I wasn't the most um, knowledgeable, but, and I always kind of threw myself at the deep end, but I always believed I could, in anything, like you can always find a way to win, no matter what your skill set or your opponent's skill set is. And I think I had that kind of killer instinct in me from the start. And how did you find the, uh, or where did Come to Dublin come about? So I, um, I used to train in Belfast and when I turned professional, I knew, I think part of a success in MA is constantly evaluating and constantly reevaluating your training and your situation. And do the easiest thing is to say, 
is to stay the same place and do the same thing. And, you know, looking back, I always wanted to think, I never wanted to think, I should have done this, I should have done that. And when I knew my trainer needed a bit of a change up, I had, I, had, I obviously knew Owen was like one of the best striking coaches in, in the world. And I thought, you know, he's in the same island as me. Why not just go down and, and work with him? So I, I did, a, did a class or two. And when I went down, I just knew I, I, I loved the level of the, his classes. And it wasn't just his striking. It was his, um, his whole knowledge in, in MMA and his, his kind of approach to, to fighting. And, to, you know, it was so logical. And it was so, he was just so knowledgeable. I just thought, I can't train anywhere else. I have to you know, make, make the effort to train down here. Yeah, that's actually a huge commitment as well. Yeah, I don't know. Like looking back, I don't know. I just have always had that kind of drive that I'll do whatever it takes to to be the best version of myself. And I, I just think, uh, yeah. But when I look back, it's crazy that I actually was like, oh, I'm just going to travel to Dublin two hours. Yeah. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> it is. I never kind of stop and and evaluate things. But when I look back, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But um. And then I just, I knew he was a really, you could tell he was a good person. He was, yeah, he was he a, he's lovely any time I've met him. Such a, like I, you, I think, um, there's a sense something about your surroundings and I think people really excel in the surroundings they're in and I just felt, felt it was a place that I was going to grow and I seem to have done since I've been down there. Yeah, your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Leah, what, what's called? I think we've seen you fight twice now, Barry, is it? Uh, no, it's actually three times. Three we've times? Been, yeah, Sorry. we've been to a Glassery Bellator, yeah. Glass yeah. Um, tell us, how did Simon with Bellator come about then? So, I <laughs> was actually fighting for Cage Wars, and yeah. they weren't having many shows in Ireland, and... Or in the or in the UK, they didn't really have my weight division. I was featherweight. I won. I I lost my professional debut and came back and won my next fight. And I was just a bit inactive, you know. And I spoke to the guys at Cage Wars. It just made sense to um to kind of part ways because they weren't they weren't you know they were they didn't have any plans to come to Ireland and they didn't have any you. Know, it was like a big expense bringing me anywhere, flying me opponent into a random country where we weren't selling tickets. So it just made complete complete sense to um kind of part ways. And it was really strange. It was like, like literally two hours from from we kind of made that decision. And I didn't know what was going to happen or what, what I was going to do. Jude Samuels texted me and he was like, yo, what you been up to? And I was like, because ha- originally whenever I signed with Cage Wars, I was going to sign with Bama. And I was going between the two and Jude... Dude, the last time I spoke to Jude was when I told him I wasn't signing with Bama. And he just randomly texted me the blue, didn't even know he, he was working for Bellator. And I was like, um, oh, I've, I've actually just left fighting for, for Cage Warriors. And it's like, when you look back, it is completely surreal. It was two hours after I had just had a conversation with Cage Warriors. And Jude literally sent me a contract for Bellator within like an hour. And I was like, this is so crazy. So meant to be. You can really see it was like a higher power opening doors and closing doors to put me on that path <laughs> and uh obviously you've shown your versatility in your methods of victory you know i mean you had a, a doctor stoppage submission and in the last one uh you obviously won by decision uh where would you say your biggest strength is uh in the mma game um i don't know like obviously you know i'm a, I'm a grappler I, I do feel i have haven't shown even like 10% of what I'm capable of, all of I feel like my performances haven't, I'm not, I'm not overly 
I'm impressed with him and I can't wait to just get back in and to show more of me. Do you know, um, instead of a few times, you, you haven't even showed 10% of what you can do. And I feel like, do you know, obviously as, a, as an early professional, I have these big opportunities and big stages and I'm just um, trying to deal with everything at the same time. Do you know, the media, the, the, the training, everything I have. And I'm, I feel like it really needs, you things are starting to click and I'm, I'm becoming I need I'm needing to develop into the fighter I want to be and you know I think probably my um my kind of knowledge when I'm in there and I, I know when to like my killer instinct that I know when to kind of or, or, I don't know kind of my fight IQ and, and I do love um putting everything together and mixing it up and I just want to kind of improve that and, and show that in my next fight yeah Leah um I remember actually like in the in the build-up to Bellator 217, uh, like I remember, I I was there interviewing you in the build-up, and I was like, Bellator could make you like what Ronda Rousey was to the UFC. Like I know, obviously, two different people, two different backgrounds, but I was like, this is ideal for him. And then I remember you were like, yeah, we'll see what happens. And then two fights later, you then headline Bellator Dublin, and like I remember, I was like, I actually thought that something like this this big was going to happen. I didn't think that big, but like. What a ride you've been on in like three fights in the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's pretty. Um, Jude's really, I'm really thankful about her for taking that risk. That was a risk putting me as the main event. You know, and they believed that I could handle the media pressure and handle handle everything that went with or comes with being being that kind of center focus. And um, I guess everything that happens in your life kind of guides you in that way and has prepared me for that moment. And and. I have had the last couple of weeks to look look back and reflect and just be so thankful that I was given that opportunity. I'm just excited to um, just keep growing and keep keep getting better. Yeah. When you got that phone call, the headline, the card, like, what were you like? I say, oh my God, I was screaming and crying. And <laughs> literally screaming and crying just, and just thinking of the, what I've been through, like, to, to get to that point. And it was just crazy. Oh. And then... In, in the fight itself, obviously, uh, you know, I mean, Ruiz had a, an armbar in at one stage. What were you thinking at that very moment? And then, like, the roar when you came out, out of the armbar as well was incredible. Um, I never, I never knew she, I was, I was never going to tap. I knew, it, like, I just was never, never felt panic. So I kind mm. of, like, slow mo got out of it. I knew it wasn't in a position to, mm. to worry. I knew, I don't know. I, I just felt like, you know, I've been positioned so many times in sparring and you just know how to, I mean, you've put the work in and you train so hard, you know how to handle those difficult situations. And yeah, it was exciting. I knew it was exciting whenever I got out of it and the crowd loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, Leah, we were at that event and we were sitting in the front row, but it was one of the longest nights of fights ever I've ever been to. I think that it was 19 night, fights. That night felt like the longest night of my entire life. I was like, it felt like I was in that arena. It felt like I was in the hotel room for about three years, and it felt like I was in the arena for all hours. It was just so long. I was so exhausted. It was crazy. Oh, uh, what stage did you make your way over across the arena? Um, I think we all headed over about nine or so. And then you were on for what around half eleven? Was it was it that late? I can't even remember. Yeah, I, think, I think we got out like after twelve. Yeah. Yeah, crazy night. Yeah. In fairness, Bellator Dublin is always one of the best events of the year. Every single time, yeah. like the the fans are nuts. Yeah, they're crazy. They're the best. Nuts. I just I yeah. said so many times. I never get sick of saying it. Like it's the best arena, best atmosphere. 
And Leah, obviously, you know, I mean, you're now one of the biggest names in the featherweight division. And obviously, the, the queen of the featherweight division at the moment is Chris Cyborg. She actually had some lovely words to say about you when you headlined the event, didn't she? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, she's always been dead. Uh, complimentary and supportive. And how do you think you match up against her, though? Because that's obviously the end goal. Yeah, do you know, obviously, <clears throat> I think there's a lot more fights make more sense for her and for me before that fight mm. happens. It's very early in my career. And mm. do you know, when that time comes, I know I'll be more than ready for that fight. And do you think that just because of your uh, quick rise to fame and your popularity, that you, you might actually get put in that fight sooner rather than later? Um. I don't know. I've signed a, a you know six fight deal with Bellator. I actually signed mm. a new six fight deal after my um after that last fight, and I know I'm going to be there for a long time and hopefully the rest of my career. So I know that you know the fight will happen. I don't know when or or I don't even know when I'm going to fight again with this happening. So <laughs> um, have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, I saw, I saw you're meant to be on that Bellator London card as well coming up. That was cancelled. But uh, one thing we definitely have to bring up is uh, your friendship with Molly McCann. We've had Molly on the show. And like she has nothing but great things to say. And then when you've been fighting, you can just see her outside hyping up the crowd almost. Like uh, <laughs> how this, how this. I know obviously, I know obviously she told us how this friendship happened. But uh, can for the people checking out this video, can you tell them exactly how you and Molly became almost became best friends? Um, we just I think we started talking on it on social media. We were both fighting for Cage Warriors, and I thought she was so funny because so um, people don't know that my dad's from Liverpool and my mom's from Belfast, so I'm like half Scouse. And I find like our our sense of humor is so similar. We're so dry and so kind of like I don't know. And I just find her so funny. And um, we just started talking. And I went over to train with her, and she came over here. We just got on so well. We've both been through a lot in our lives and, and have so much in common. And um, honestly, we're just like soul sisters, just like the best friends. Yeah. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. See, it's the best uh, bromance in. <laughs> Female MMA history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Fromance, is that what they call it? Sister Mance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sister Mance. Brilliant. I love it. And um, tell me this. You obviously were scheduled to fight in May in London. Uh, when this is all said and done, do you think Harding will be the person who will fight next, no matter what? Yeah, I hope so. I think so. I think it'll be. And I hope we're going to fire this year, I would say. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully so. Um, obviously, UFC are doing a fight island. If Bellator do their version of a fight island, would you be interested in fighting on an island with no crowd? Absolutely. I'd fight, I'd fight in my back garden here. <laughs> I don't care. I'll fight anywhere. Sure, why not? You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you only get paid when you fight. And that's sort of a thing that I think a lot of people forget when it comes to this scenario. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, it's not really about money for me. I never really, it's never really my driver. I, I always uh, make sure I have other things going on, but um, definitely, you know, fighting and, and becoming the best version of an athlete I can be is always my aim. And um, as, as, as often as I can fight, the better. Yeah. Uh, yeah just look, looking at your career from the outside, like, like obviously myself and Ross do this show and we've seen like your trajectory and it's just been like, it like for like men and women alike that like have gone through things or, like your story has been so brilliant and I th- like I think you, right now you're getting everything you actually deserve and it's brilliant to see thank you very much that's so nice no problem uh, and Leah just, just before we sort of wrap things up uh, 
in the women's featherweight division, obviously Ireland has had Snake having it before. Did you watch much of her growing up? And what do you think of her career? Sinead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, me and Sinead are really good friends. Like, she did her corner for her last fight in Israel. Um, we're sparring partners. I think absolutely love Sinead. Like, I really think she's, she's just one of the realest people. And she's such a real fighter. Like, you know, when you're, you're, you watch Sinead, it's going to be all action. You know, she's, I think she's, I think she's gonna, probably going to get a shot at Cyborg before me. Oh, yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised. She's fought all over the world. She's very high level. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's not only that, she's, she deserves it, she's so experienced, she's had a long martial arts career as well, and um, really looking forward to see her succeed and, and, and rise up, because she deserves it. Yeah, she's always game, and she always, she always brings it, and like, like I said, she, she's fought all over the world, and she's took on all comers, she's uh, tough as nails. Yeah, she's brilliant, she's very talented. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Barry, do you have anything else to add, add it in there? No, I just want to say, Leah, thanks a million for coming on and um, stay safe. Thank yeah, you uh, <laughs> yeah, all the best. Uh, you look after Isabella and look after yourself. Stay fit and we look forward to seeing you come out swinging next time out. Yeah. Okay, thanks guys. So make sure to like, subscribe and as always, stay energized. Stay energized.